it's time for Cooking with the Hazelnuts, show number 22. Welcome. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. Debbie will be heading up the show first. Debbie, how do you like working with the big R? Oh my goodness. Really strange. But anyway. (laughs) We have all kinds of recipes and fun for you. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, hey there, everyone. I don't know right now where the big R is or what he's doing, but he probably got tired of waiting for me because I was later than I thought uh, in getting together with him to do the show. And the reason I was later was because I was working on his Christmas present. (laughs) And um, I had to go into Santa's workshop and find a few things and, you know, sort of get my dog to help me paw around. And um, I had to uh, open some things and move around some things and label some things and all that kind of stuff. You know, when you hang out in Santa's workshop, you never know. But you'll find in here. Wow. It shouldn't sound so echoey, probably, though, because it's so full of all those toys. So I thought I would just go ahead and start and see when he gets here. I made some cookies this week that were a little bit different. I got it out of the Jules cookie book. And you could do this with any plain cookie dough, like sugar cookie dough, icebox cookie dough. Um, I happen to use the Jules basic cookie dough to do this, but I will probably never make chocolate chip cookies again because I learned a new way. (laughs) I used Andy's mints and walnuts. So I took several Andy's mints. I took like three stacks of three. So I put three next to each other and another stack of three on top and another stack of three on top, all unwrapped. And I cut them in little strips going in one direction all the way across. And then I turned and cut them lengthwise And so I ended up with little cubes, which is what I wanted. I could have put them in the blend tech and just done it for maybe a couple of seconds or less, (laughs) a second in that thing, and just felt in there. They would have all been different shapes and different sizes, and I just thought that I just wanted the little cubes. Now, the walnuts that I had were already chopped. She says, ideally, keep it frozen. So I had made up a double batch last weekend, and I went to the freezer, and I got out that dough and took out a fairly good size handful and started working it with my hands to get it slightly warmed up. And then I grabbed a handful or so of the nuts and the mints and started working it in to the dough. 
And, you know, I just made sure that I had enough nuts and yet a little more dough so that it wasn't just mince and nuts, but it was really, you know, worked into the dough. And then I greased a cookie sheet and I uh, started rolling my dough into little balls, about the size of a teaspoon, I guess, Um, put them on the cookie sheet a couple inches apart. They really, because they were so cold though, they didn't spread much. They rose up a little bit and they didn't spread too much. And I don't even know how long I cooked them. Maybe about 12 minutes. I don't, I'm terrible about exact timing. I just kind (laughs) of do it until it feels right, smells right. And uh, I then took them out, let them sit for about five minutes and took a spatula and removed them. They always say put them on a wire rack. I put them on a paper plate. (laughs) They were some of the best cookies I've ever had ever made. The mint just really adds, but it's not overpowering. So if you want a new twist on chocolate chip or something like that, then you might want to try this or you could use pecans. Um, Like I said, sometimes this time of year they sell chocolate mint morsels and it might not be a bad idea if you see them to grab them and, and have a bunch of them. But really... I think the Andy's mints taste a lot better. I was telling Randy that um, I was going to talk a little bit about Christmas morning and a couple of traditions that I don't even know when I started these, um, but they've carried on. And one of them is that I like to make quiche. And the other one is... um, to make homemade cinnamon rolls. I'm going to give you the quiche recipe. This is my sister's, and there is a secret ingredient in it. She said to me, don't tell anybody. So don't tell anybody. (laughs) But oh man, it makes it better than any quiche I've ever had. And you can do a lot with this. You can use different milk. You can use egg beaters or eggs. You can use different kinds of cheese. You can use something other than bacon or along with bacon. You can use onion. You don't have to use onion. You can put it in a pie crust. You don't have to put it in a pie crust. So... I will give it to you and then um, you can take it from there. I put this out on Twitter. Probably, boy, is my copy torn and ragged and, oh my goodness, really strange. But anyway, (laughs) that's where they used to put cookbooks, uh, some of them on thermoform and you could wipe off the pages, but then Thermoform couldn't always read it real well. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I don't know where my sister got this, but I love this recipe. And I actually will tend to get two deep dish pie crusts. They sell them, uh, different Pet Ritz makes them, Publix makes them. I get two Pet Ritz pie crusts, and I put this quiche in them and I fill them maybe about half full because it rises. I put them on cookie sheets or on foil or something 
in case it overflows. But the neat thing is they're small, but you get a t- you get two quiches out of one recipe. Now, I've also made my own crust, and I've put it in a quiche pan, which is kind of a pan dish, a glass dish that has, it's sort of scalloped all the way around. And it's really pretty, you know, when you have the slice out on the plate, because it has little curly cues around the edges. Uh, I've also put it in a regular pie pan. The other thing I've done is I've bought the already made pie crusts. I think they're in the dairy section where they have the biscuits and things. And they unfold and you can just put that into a pie pan of your own. Um, The nice thing about the frozen ones is that if you want to take them somewhere, you don't have to worry about your dish. Now, I must confess, there is gluten-free pie crust and Jules on gfjules.com tells us how to make it. I haven't spent enough time on her website, but I hear it's excellent. I know my one attempt at it a couple of years ago, it was okay. Um, I I certainly didn't feel I, I don't know, it was just, maybe I just didn't enjoy working with it more than, you know, it was okay to eat, but maybe I didn't feel okay enough about working with it and feel like I really did enough of what she does or how learn it well enough, I guess. So I wasn't as confident with it because you have to actually, I don't even think you get to roll it out. You have to pat it into the pan. Gluten-free dough tends to be a little bit more sort of fragile to work with. Anyway, um, I, I end up using the frozen ones these days because it's just easier. So here's the recipe. It's one tablespoon of butter, a small, they say white onion, heck, uh, minced. I take a regular whatever kind of onion I have in the house, usually yellow, and I just cut it into pieces. I don't worry about what size, and that's, you know, (laughs) but anyway. A half a cup of crumbled bacon, I don't measure. I just, um, or ham, they say, I, I would use bacon. I just take a few slices uh, depending on the size of them. If they're big slices, I might do two or three. Um, but a little bacon is going to go a long way, and yet you can't have, you can't ruin the recipe by having too much unless somebody goes, oh my God, I'm only eating bacon. Um, but I've used turkey, I've used broccoli, I've used spinach, turkey and broccoli, I've used. Um, uh, sp- uh, any of these things together, spinach, mushrooms. I've used all these things together. <laughs> um, it says a cup of grated Swiss. Again, I don't measure. Um, and I've used cheddar. I've used Havarti as far as cheese goes. It says four eggs beaten. I've used five. It calls for two cups of half and half. So when I've used two cups of half and half, sometimes it seems a little, maybe not quite as firm. So I've added an extra egg, but I've also used regular milk and I've used, I haven't used almond milk, but I probably, you probably could. It probably would be fine. I've used evaporated milk. 
um, just a whole can, 12 ounces. But I, I didn't even worry about it. I just grabbed a, a can of evaporated milk and put it in. Um, a half a teaspoon of salt, a fourth of a teaspoon of cayenne pepper. I don't measure. I just get a little tiny pinch of that. And that stuff is strong. So be careful. Now here's the secret ingredient. Are you ready? <laughs> a fourth of a teaspoon of dun, 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 nutmeg. Oh my God. Now I, again, I don't measure. I probably get now more than a, more than a fourth of a teaspoon. I just get some nutmeg. Um, and so you're going to mix all of this together. You are going to put it into your pans or pie pan. What you want to do, you could start spooning it in. I often start spooning it in with a large spoon. Or if I know that I'm only doing one, I pour it in. You certainly can. If you're going to do more than one out of it, though, you might want to just make sure you dip down into it really well so that you get some of everything in it. You want to make sure you get enough liquid, enough cheese and all that. Just kind of do it by feel. Don't worry about it. But okay, so you're going to put this in the oven and you could put it on foil or on a cookie sheet or on uh, some other kind of pan. And you're going to put it on the lower rack at 450 for 15 minutes. And then in 15 minutes, and what I do is I pull out my lower rack, I take it off, put it on the stove. And then I push my lower rack back in. I pull out my upper rack and make sure in advance that your upper rack is already in the uh, higher position. And you're going to cook it on the upper rack for 50 minutes at 350. Yep, for 50 minutes at 350. And when you take it out, just, you know, let it sit a few minutes and uh, have at it. Cut it up and eat it and yum, yum, yum. Now, I'll tell you, I was real surprised to learn that some people, particularly I think in the UK, eat their quiche cold. And uh, I like it hot, but you could eat it cold. I have a recipe for onion pie, and that I have enjoyed hot or cold. But the quiche that I have typically had is usually hot. Now here's another version of a quiche that my sister also gave me. And I used to love this, and then I got tired of it. But this is a seafood or a crab quiche. Half a cup of mayonnaise, two tablespoons of flour, two eggs beaten, a half a cup of milk, six ounces of crab meat drained. We used canned a couple times. I didn't care for that, but you could use frozen. You could use the imitation. You can get real crab meat. You want a half a pound of Swiss grated, which comes out to being two cups and that was just too rich for me. I don't know. You could probably try some other cheese. A third of a cup of minced onion. You're going to mix it all together and bake at 30 to 40 minutes. It's good. It's, you know, probably really, I would say, nice with uh, maybe a little bit of melon and um, some nice soup and a little or a little crunchy salad. Oh, 
Now, when I make the uh, any of these quiches, I meant to mention, um, I start beating my eggs. Um, I might use a whisk or, or um, a hand beater of some kind. And just for, you know, just for really, I don't know, 10 or 15 seconds. And then I pour in my milk and I continue to use a whisk, add my cheese, and then add any of the other ingredients. But I start first by beating my eggs. I want to talk also about making cinnamon rolls. Now, Miss Des, my friend here, she is happy buying like the frozen Pillsbury and, you know, just using those and they're fine. They're really fine. Um, and I haven't made the homemade every year, but oh gosh, I, I love them. And I've used a variety of different kinds of recipes for, uh, for the dough. Basically what you want, whether, and there is a way of doing it with gluten-free bread dough, I think what you want to make sure you have first is your dough already made. You can buy frozen bread dough already made. You can make bread dough like for a white bread or or a pizza or anything like that. You can make that in your bread machine. One of the ones I used to use in my bread machine called for mostly whole wheat flour and some white flour, but it was just a really nice bread dough when all was said and done. And then what you want to do is roll that dough out on a, uh, a kind of a breadboard or a silicone surface or, or something that you like to use to roll out. Now, somebody asked us for some information about rolling something out. And, you know, most of the time it works really well. Sometimes it can be problematic if the dough isn't, if it's too moist, it will stick. So you want to make sure there's enough flour in it. If it's too dry, it'll crack. So it needs to feel somewhat elastic and uh, smooth. And you want to have a floured surface And I start with a ball of dough right in the middle, and I start rolling from the middle to the outside. And then I come back to the middle, and I roll to the outside. Let's say I start rolling from the middle, facing out forward in front of me. And then I come back to the middle, and I roll toward me. And then I roll from the middle out to about 1 o'clock. And then I might roll back to 7 in that direction. And then I might roll up to about 11 o'clock and then come to about five o'clock. That's just the position I'm pointing the rolling pin in. Um, If I know I want it to be oblong, which is really what I want for these sweet rolls, then I might not care so much about round, but I might want to first roll it away from me, then roll it toward me, and then spend more time rolling from the middle, like perpendicular with the rolling pin, perpendicular rolling out to the right, and then perpendicular back to the middle and rolling out to the left, so that I'm feeling my surface all the time and going for making it nice and thin and where it feels like it's not as thin, then I spend more time there rolling so that it moves 
a little bit further in that direction that I want it where it's thinner. And here comes Megan. Hi, baby. Hi, baby. Come on. So I, that's really what I do. Now, the thing about, down. The thing about sweet rolls is if you're not careful, they can turn out to be huge. And of course, some of you are probably thinking, good, that's what I want. Well, that's great. (laughs) More power to you. I want little ones because then I feel like I can enjoy a couple of them. (laughs) So what I do is I butter the surface. Now, I could have made a sound bite out of what I'm going to tell you next. Some of the recipes say to just spread a quite a quite a bit of butter on your dough surface. And I used to struggle with that. It wasn't necessarily soft enough. And oh man, it was not easy to spread on the dough. Finally, I ran across a recipe that said to brush melted butter. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, it works much better. So I do that. And I think it usually calls for um, brushing a whole stick of butter on the dough. But look at your recipes. And once you spread that butter on your surface, hopefully it's oblong, meaning it's longer to, it's longer going from left to right and not as long going from uh, the in front of you to um, the back of your surface where you've been rolling it out on. Now, because I want smaller ones, what I do is I cut this in strips lengthwise so that I have, oh gosh, I've done as many as five strips so that they really are small. But even if you did you know, two or three. That way, they're not going to be quite as big. And once I'd cut strips, I push the rest of it back a little bit further, or I bring the piece that I want to work on closer to me. That's probably easier. I bring that piece closer to me just by sliding it a little bit. And then I cover it with a little bit of brown sugar, maybe a little bit of white sugar. Oh boy. And then whatever it is that you want to put in it. Now, some like just cinnamon. Some I happen to like cinnamon and pecans. I've also made them with pieces of apple. Um, probably peeling the apple, but you don't even have to. I've also used chocolate, but chocolate to me is just too rich. But the cinnamon and pecan are my favorite. What it amounts to is putting some of those things on top of this strip, whatever it is you've decided you want in it, but not huge amounts. Just put some on and maybe bring them kind of toward you because what you're going to do is you're going to be rolling this strip from picking it up that's right in front of you and rolling it to the back of the strip. 
I mean, if you wanted, you could do the whole sheet, the whole oblong piece. And, you know, maybe for the first time, if you want to really be familiar with the idea of rolling this, you could. But I like to make little ones. So I roll each one just from the front to the back of that little strip. And as you roll, you want to make sure that all these goodies that you've put inside stay inside. So you want to kind of seal with your fingers, make sure those things stay in. And it's kind of like um, if you've ever had those pinwheel sandwiches that the some delis make or um, something like you're making like a wheel. So you, you want to seal that in. And when you get all the way to the other edge of that strip, then you want to start sealing it so that it's, it's seamless. And what you'll end up with after you've sealed it all the way along from uh, both edges, you'll end up with something that feels like a long sausage, a really long sausage. As long, you know, as long as it is as it is going from left to right of this piece of dough. You want to also put uh, in on a cookie sheet or a baking pan, put some more melted butter and some brown sugar and or white sugar. And then cut this roll into pieces so that they're about maybe an inch and a half. Uh, my fingers are really thin, so it could be like two of my fingers. It might not really be two of Randy's fingers. <laughs> the big R. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so you want to do that. And... Um, you're going to cut it. You're basically slicing it. And each slice then is going to end up being one of your rolls. So you're going to take these and put the cut side down on your cookie sheet or baking pan and leave some room on each side of them because these, because they have yeast in them, they are going to rise and spread. Then you're going to depending on what your recipe says, in all likelihood, you're going to need to cover this, um, keep going until you have all your strips done or your whole piece done. Um, and then, and as many sheets as you have done of baking sheets, and then cover each sheet or baking pan with a cloth. Um, sometimes they say a damp cloth, uh, and sometimes they say put in a warm place and I, I should probably make a sound bite about this. I probably will. There is a sound bite for how I create a warm place when I bake some things or even when I want to soften some things. So anyway, and then, um, you'll bake them according to your recipe. And I have yet to find a good recipe for a glaze. I've seen a lot of recipes that call for orange juice and other things like that in my in the glaze. I don't care for that. I want my glaze to be kind of like a little bit of a light, 
buttery glaze or a vanilla glaze. I have used a little bit of vanilla icing, but I'm sure there are tons of recipes out there to be found on glaze. And um, glaze probably is better than frosting because it's so rich. And the other thing I must say when I eat things like this, I like butter on them. Not a lot, but I mean, it really makes it little, a little less sweet. It's a good contrast. I usually make them and freeze them so that there are not as many around, you know, and I usually give some away and um, it's just, you know, the first, when I first was making them, um, I had a recipe that added mashed potatoes, leftover mashed potatoes into the bread dough. And then I started doing other kinds of recipes with the dough and finding other ones. And I haven't made them in a few years. They're really fun. And when I first made them, I put lots of stuff in them, like the apples and the chocolate. And I made different, you know, I would use for different parts of it. I would fill some just with chocolate for some fill some just with apples. And, but I gave them to some of my family and wow, I think the cinnamon and pecan were, were the favorite. Some people don't like nuts though. So just cinnamon works real well. Just a cinnamon roll. So I hope you like them. And now I'm going to leave you my sound bite, 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 bite. Now it's time for sound bite, 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 bite. (laughs) (laughs) One of the ways that I have created a warm place, and I've used this for rising dough, and I've also used this for softening butter. I turn my oven on. Oh, gosh, I don't even look at the temperature. It's probably it might be 350. It might be a little lower, but I've turned it on for about a minute and then I've turned it off. And because it's off, it's just really nice. It's warm, but it's not hot. And then I stick whatever I want to put in there. And it, it, you know, it could be bread dough. Um, it could even be cookies that you want to crisp up. But usually I, usually my oven's a little bit hotter for that. But anyway, um, I make sure it's not too hot, but it's just warm, just warm. And I put, if it's butter, I might just put it in there for a couple minutes. If it's bread dough, I might not make it as high as 350, but I might just turn it on, oh, kind of a warm oven and then turn it off after a couple minutes and just put that, put that dough in there and it'll rise nicely. found my favorite cinnamon roll recipe that I made for years. This was uh, one that I used a lot in the bread machine. And it says, Yahoo, yes, you can make fabulous fresh cinnamon or any other kind of rolls by, uh, this is for a DAC auto bakery well-built machine. Serve these superb uh, rolls for a special breakfast or dinner. Uh, Treat you won't forget. Okay. One package of yeast. And sometimes I have also bought 
bread machine, uh, quick, rapid rise kind of yeast in a jar. And in that case, I have found that one and a half teaspoons is the equivalent of one pack of yeast. Two and a half cups of bread flour, and that just means, I think that means it has more gluten in it. Um, so... <laughs> Needless to say, I haven't been using that as much. Um, but, you know, you could or you could use all-purpose. Um, One-fourth cup of melted butter. Hmm, maybe it isn't a whole stick. One-fourth cup uh, would be half a stick. One cup of whole wheat flour, one-half cup of warm water. Two eggs, two-thirds cup of warm milk three tablespoons of sugar. Use all ingredients at room temperature. That's very important with a bread machine. They say for filling. No, they do say half a cup of melted butter. Okay, so that quarter cup goes in your dough. Yep. So, okay, one tablespoon of cinnamon, one half cup of granulated sugar, one half cup of packed brown sugar, one cup of chopped nuts, one half cup of raisins soaked in water. I wouldn't use um, to plump, to plump drained. So the soaking makes them plump and then they're drained. I, I'm not as fond of raisins, so I probably wouldn't be using them. But if you are, then there you go. They say for icing, two cups of powdered sugar, juice of one orange or lemon, two tablespoons of corn syrup, and this is for the manual cycle of a bread machine by pressing your menu button to get to manual and uh, or your white bread buttons light. Uh, no, it's not totally automated, but the hardest and most um, tedious parts of kneading dough and waiting. Yeah, okay. So when the cycle is over and you have your dough and it beeps and shuts off, you roll your dough out on a floured surface to a large, thin rectangle. They say 22 by 14 inches. Brush the dough with melted butter. Combine your filling ingredients. Sprinkle dough with this mixture. Roll jelly roll fashion, starting with the long edge seal edges. Now see, that's where I like it smaller. Slice into 10 to 20 rolls. That's if you don't cut it into strips. Place cut sides down onto a baking sheet or even better, put in greased sugared glass baking dish. Cover and let rise in a warm place till doubled about 45 minutes. Okay. It's usually 45 minutes to an hour to double in bulk. Bake at 350 degrees, 20 to 25 minutes. Brush with melted butter and then drizzle with your icing or your glaze. From filling, you can omit nuts and add a half a cup of chocolate chips. No, that's too much. Too sweet for me, but you might like it. Especially if you mix it with a little bit of cinnamon. Oh my goodness, that's wonderful. We Hello, shall. everyone. Hello, everybody. We're, we're <laughs> together, together. Again, we <laughs> yes, we are. Even though I talked to everybody a lot last night, they don't know that yet. Yeah, they did, though. I mean, they do because 
you're the first part, and so they already they actually do. Oh, know. really? Oh, okay. sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. I thought that uh, we were gonna head into that, but yeah, because I was looking for you. Well, you were too busy buying presents for me. So. I was looking for you, looking for you, for you, me. E, you, e. the big R. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, yes, and now I have shipped your present. Everyone can wonder. Yes, indeed. Even though I did tell you weeks ago what it was going to be, you don't know to what extent. I, I, I don't. But I, I did throw a few bricks in there. I warned you. Well, I've got some unmentionables in your box. Uh oh! <laughs> I know. Since you had it in your dresser. <laughs> Some manly things, you know. Oh, my goodness, the things we say on the air. Oh, I know. I want to tell you that the recipes in this show that we're both putting in are going to be just, I think, wowed by the audience. Yours were superb. And Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I love quiche. And oh. the quiche recipe, that sounds really good. I love the first quiche oh. I ever ate. I had a bacon asparagus quiche made with, made with uh, half and half. Yum. Now, you said you didn't really like eggs, so I'm glad to know you would like quiche. Um, you like quiche, then you ought to make that. I will. It's, oh, my heavens. I mean, it's good anytime, but mm -hmm. it's gotten to be such a thing about Christmas that I've enjoyed quiche for years on Christmas morning. And, mm -hmm. and that nutmeg, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I said that to my sister one time, and she said, don't tell anyone, but... It is just, it really puts that quiche in a class of its own. It really does. It is just so good. And one time my sister made them a bunch of quiches. She's one that would make a whole bunch of quiches at once. I don't know how she, you know, I mean, you, you could. It'd be easier to have um, a way of pouring that. Uh, but she actually got the wrong crusts by mistake. And you know you can buy shortbread crusts. Uh -huh. Those are amazing. Those are nice for cheesecake or something. Mm -hmm. But she she accidentally made a bunch of quiches in that shortbread crust. But we ate them anyway. Well, what was it like? <laughs> it was good. I mean, you know, I was like, I don't care. I want the rest of this, you know. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I, I think I knew that something was different, but it was okay. It actually sounds good. With eggs, to me, quiche... Um, <laughs> Uh, this is going to be a really strange comment, but um, eggs are about one of the only things that I don't like. However, when they're made from a quiche, the eggs are there to hold everything together. It's not like eating scrambled <laughs> eggs or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a little bit like scrambled eggs, but then again, it's it it's firmer because of everything else that's in there. Oh, yeah. I really like it. Now... After having said that, there's another dish that I love. I didn't realize that fried rice has eggs mixed it through does, it. It does, and I love fried oh, rice. I'm nuts about fried rice. I've never made it, but I love it. I mean, it sounds like it's, you use already cooked rice to make it. Absolutely. You can put your meats and vegetables in, <laughs> in the rice and mix it thoroughly. But what happened was made a well in the rice mixture you know with the meats and vegetables mm -hmm. already in there poured three eggs in the center and let them cook for 30 seconds and then stirred them through oh and i thought i just don't think i 
will believe that I have eaten this because I don't yeah. care for eggs, you know? <laughs> and uh, I loved it. It was just yeah. fantastic. Because well, what happens is that it's it makes the rice sticky. Uh, it does. And with all the vegetables and, and meats and spices mm-hmm. in there. Oh, oh, boy. It's so nice. Yeah. And it really is. I'm, I like egg drop soup, which is weird. So I guess I can't really say I don't like eggs because... You know, I do eat them some, I guess what I don't like are scrambled and hard-boiled. Well, you know what? I think sometimes it's a textural thing. And I don't I don't like fried eggs, but I'll eat them in a sandwich. No, it isn't a textural thing with me. It's I, I don't like the smell or the texture okay. or uh, I just, I run. If you guys want to get, get rid of me, <laughs> come at me with a boiled egg and I'll run. <laughs> and I don't mean the eggs will run. I will. <laughs> Oh. Oh, yeah. It's good to know what you like and where you where you're okay with it, you know? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I've been reading this book about vampires and and when when you want to destroy them, you bring them out in the sun, you want to get rid of me, you bring out hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> so no egg salad for you, no deviled eggs either, right? huh? Nope. Right. Wow. Can't, can't do them. Yeah. yeah well, it's really weird. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of times I don't want something to taste like egg. I don't want to taste egg in French toast. I don't want to taste oh, yeah. fried yeah. eggs. And but if it's a if it's a sandwich where there's bacon or sausage, mm-hmm. and if there are onions, a lot of times in a restaurant I'll say if I have eggs, can you put a little onion in them or a little green pepper or mushrooms or something? And you know, oh well, we're gonna charge you seventy-five cents extra. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And here's another thing I'd like to try. And there's one thing I haven't tried, and that's a frittata. Are they an egg? I was taster? thinking about that. Those are very interesting. I was thinking about that as you were talking earlier about uh, the quiche and stuff. Frittata. I was looking that up not long ago. It's a lot of eggs and vegetables, but I've not made one. Mm. Well, and strata is another thing that has, I think that has eggs in it. I think I've never heard of strata, I've heard of strata, (laughs) 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 but I don't know whether I'd like strata. (laughs) Oh boy, I think it has cheese in it, and I think my mom made it once and it had crab meat in it. And Uh but frittata, oh man, you know what. I'm going to look around. I think a vegetable, uh, egg, vegetable kind of frittata would be really a nice dish for a New Year's morning. Mm-hmm. Mm. That would be really nice. I might try it. Yeah. I just might. It's so funny how we have traditions. Um, on. Uh, I'm usually so tired of everything. By the time New Year's Day comes around, I really don't want much turkey or whatever. <laughs> so I love a big roast uh, usually around New Year's Day. Yes. I can't remember if you're a sauerkraut fan, but I love pork roast and sauerkraut. On I need to try it. It smells good, but I don't know. I don't remember what it really tastes like. Oh, my gosh. Really? Okay. Well, um, if you ever try it sometime, be sure to add a couple of um, tablespoons of brown sugar. Okay. It'll cut down that acidic-ness. Mm. That's a word. <laughs> you know, I think we should get Jason to come on the next show to talk about eggnog, whether he's made it or not. And if he's made it, then that would be even better. 
but I think it would be great to have him come on as a guest and talk about the different methods for making eggnog because there's there are a couple where you actually cook the eggs a little bit for it and that's what um, it seems to be one of the best uh, methods out there and I think it would be fascinating. Do you like eggnog? I, uh, do I like eggnog? Oh my goodness, do I like eggnog. Oh, I could drink it by the pitcherful if I weren't worried about gaining weight because <laughs> there are there's a low calorie or, or low fat version of it out there somewhere that tastes really good um and i know other people who have wanted the low fat version and they said that they actually liked it just as much as the regular version and i actually like it better without alcohol i like it with nutmeg on top well i like it uh, with a little bit of brandy just a little bit not, mm-hmm. You know, so it's not overpowering. A little eggnog and a little bit of whipped cream. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That would be good. Or a little bit of rum. Yeah, but... That but or the rum or whiskey. The problem is, though, uh, you know, for me, I drink it and I thought, God, I shouldn't have that because it's just really, there's a lot of calories in it. But you only go around once. Well, get, it, get the low-fat version of it and then it's not so bad. Yeah. It's also a soy version that's not bad. Never, it's really good. I used that. to... Yeah, it's good, but it's not quite the same as the real thing. But with the low fat, I could not tell the difference. Interesting. Couldn't tell the difference, yeah. I love the way it sounds when you slosh it in the carton. I love the way it pours because it's so thick. Mm-hmm. I just, it's a, uh, eggnog is just cool. My mother used to make, it really wasn't the same thing, but she used to call it eggnog. But she would put egg and milk and vanilla and sugar in the blender and whip that up, and that was breakfast. Now that was that was raw eggs, you know. But we we had that many days, and I used to love the way it sounded in the glass and mm-hmm. different levels in the glass. If it was, you know, if you'd had some or not had some, and the, all the different sounds, and uh, yeah, that tasted really good. What I do sometimes with my smoothie, if it's if I know it's going to be extra rich, like if I have a um, smoothie with avocado in it. Uh, this this is weird. I don't even know why I do this. Well, yes, I do because I like the sound. I take my first finger and then I just wrap it on the bottom of the glass. And if it really sounds like like foamy and you you can even feel the glass mm. uh, on the inside, it kind of sounds like because there's so much air in it. It just sort of rings, you know. It does. It has a unique sound. It does. Yeah, it's really neat. I like that sound. So that's it's it's all top <laughs> sounds, textures. Uh, you know, it's it's all cool. It's all good. And we both have our clocks and our phones. And <laughs> yes, we do. Here, I'm doing Westminster, and you're doing uh, oh, it's which Whittington? Whittington. And I use, and I did that for a while. I love that one. Mm-hmm. So you're not doing Big Ben now? No, I switch off. Mm-hmm. At one time, I had oh, I don't know how many clock apps, but. I, oh, here we go. All the clocks. <laughs> All the clocks are going off. <laughs> I want to talk about our special show on January 2nd. By all means. Because this one is one we really want, and I need to post it to the lists, but we really want your funny cooking stories or your embarrassing cooking stories or your mistakes. Mm-hmm. We really want those, and we want you to know that... Um, 
you know, we, we've all had them oh, and yeah. we think they're very, they're funny, they're fun, they make great stories and we just thought it would be a great way to start the year with a lot of funny stories. Uh, it's a great way to roll into the new year, letting the old go with humor and lightness. And uh, we've talked on here before about many funny things that we've done. Mm -hmm. And I've, we've gotten voicemail from some of you about funny things that you've done. Mm -hmm. So just, uh, you know, anything that you've made accidentally that turned out a different way or it's just some really funny mistake that you made, you know, let us know uh, in voicemail, email or on Twitter and, um, you know, make a little recording and attach it to an email if you want or or send us voicemail, whatever you want to do. We would love to have it. We will. And after having said that, here comes the voicemail information. Okay. There you go. What is cooking? We are happy to hear from you. And we have a new phone number, 206-736-9301. Email hazelnuts at acbradio.org and find us on Twitter at acbhazelnuts. Now that you've heard that, I hope you join in and tell us some funny stories. I'm going to tell you one right now that just happened to me on Monday. This is something that can happen. Is it embarrassing? You bet it is, because I have been cooking for years and years and years and years and years. But I was making some thin pork chops that were very big. And I was browning them off before I put them into a casserole. And I was telling Debbie about this casserole. I think it was you. Uh, thinly sliced potatoes, pork chops on top of the thinly sliced potatoes with all kinds of seasonings inside with mushroom, uh, like a mushroom gravy and everything, just wonderful pork chops. But anyway, as I was browning them off, I flipped one of them and it flew right out of the pan. I didn't even hear it fly because I was talking to somebody or something <clears throat> and it flipped completely out of the pan. And I thought, well, this is really, you know, they couldn't have shrank that much because, but I have so much room in the pan. I wonder what's going on. <laughs> and, one, and then I realized, well, I wonder if a dog got one. I started to freak and then I look, looked around and just as nice as you please, that pork chop was laying to the right of me on the countertop. Oh, at least it wasn't on the floor. Exactly. <laughs> um, but we all do these weird things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, sighted people have issues with cooking too, so. Oh, they sure do. It's, it's okay. I mean, I have watched QVC and cooking shows, and I've seen roasts being dropped, full roasts, and oh, yeah. turkeys, and things break. And it just, oh, yeah. You know, because you're low vision or blind, it does not matter <laughs> at all. Mm -mm. I've been in restaurants where they've dropped full carts of dishes and things. And well, like, oh my God, what a sound. One time, oh. um, <laughs> I, I didn't know this, you know, because obviously I couldn't see it, but a friend of mine was telling me that in this Mexican yeah. restaurant that um, we were uh, eating in. <laughs> at, at. At? Where we were eating. Where we were eating. <laughs> um, they... they took platters, many, many platters, and they, uh, somebody piled them on this waiter's outstretched arms. 
and they they went up at an angle. So he was carrying maybe six or seven full platters, you know, going up to his chest from his wrists. Mm. My God, how can anybody do that? And, you know, he's walking out going, uh, welcome, senor, how are you doing? And, <laughs> oh, and he was used to it. And he made just nothing to it. Now, just imagine if he tripped or fell or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're talking about seven, eight platters. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, to me, is just amazing. That is amazing and, and beautiful. And, well, yeah, beautiful cakes decorated and all that, mm-hmm. the elaborateness of things that people make and if they drop it. And and how do they, and even on the airline with all of those, those narrow aisles and all those trays and all those drinks and, oh, just amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, by next week our show will be the day after christmas and we'll be talking about new years and mm-hmm. and our christmas times and and anything else that any of you send in um and then i think you know we want to start thinking also about uh after the new year show on the second about other ways we want to proceed with um themes in our various weeks and I'm also thinking about guests that we might bring on other mm-hmm. interviews of people who cook and so you know some of you who who really are excited about your cooking and and have some unique things that you like to make and unique ways of cooking or uh, I have some you know people in mind we're just gonna start to uh, work those interviews in I think that will be really good I'm excited about it because rather than just hearing from you and I, they can get another perspective on how people sure. cook. Well, yeah, and it gives other people a chance, and it it just helps to spread the word. And, uh, you know, uh, I know some people who have already been starting to get cooking gadgets for Christmas, and I know that you know and others may not yet know, but – we are really enjoying our pressure cookers a lot. Thanks a lot to you, Randy. Jason and I are really cooking a lot more with our pressure cookers. And I know Marlena got the pressure cooker, the same one. Oh, she did. So, yep. Mm. So, uh, you know, just uh, very exciting stuff. Um, I made um, a stew one day that was just incredible. And uh, Jason Castanguay, who I'm the co-host with on Main Menu, made stew And I'm going to make time. it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make it yesterday, mm-hmm. and Ollie, all I, <laughs> I got this WhatsApp message from me, and they're just like, oh, mm, er, oh, ah. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, it's great, you know. I'm proud of him because he's exploring and and you know, doing more things with cooking on his own, and and that's really cool and exciting and he's loving it and he's proud and you get the tangible evidence you know you get the real evidence and how how well it tastes like wow look what i did stew in 20 minutes yeah ribs and sauerkraut uh, 30 minutes Mm -hmm. barbecued ribs with caramelization after you throw them in in the oven after say uh 45 minutes rather than hours uh Mm -hmm. pressure cooking is just outstanding Yeah, I did a roast the other day with potatoes and carrots and oh, made a wonderful gravy. And mm. Anyway, use Twitter to contact us um, and use use the voicemail. Just we're, We are 
totally. and email is okay, mm-hmm. even though we're not as thrilled with email, but we do use it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I want to apologize. I know some of you would really like all the recipes we give in email. It's just, Voila. it's just a lot of extra work. Mm-hmm. And I don't, frankly, I know I've put some out on the blog, but that was very time consuming. So what I'm kind of hoping is that one of you or a couple of you, if you really like the recipes that you hear on here, if you want to write them out yourself and then send them or post them somewhere, let us know where and we'll let everyone else know. And and um, because it's it's just not a thing that we are real thrilled about doing. And I know that people want them. Oh, you know, the weird thing about it is I I don't have that much time to devote yeah. to that either because I'm doing a show and I'm doing other stuff and uh, we'd really like yeah. to do that for you guys, but you know, I've got three shows plus all of my administrative work mm-hmm. and then my other work, so it's just a lot. But having but, said that, we are totally approachable. So and and you know, basically, we're friendly people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are. But I really feel bad because I know. Yeah that people do want them and if you can if there's a way to pause when you're taking down something out of the podcast or or out of you know maybe not out of the show but out of the podcast if there's some way and if i post more i will let you know i'll see what i can do but it's it's just a lot well with with each podcatcher uh, on your device, you can always do the two-finger double tap using, you know, if you're a voiceover user, that will stop playback. So you can pause and unpause. And But can you rewind? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I know that sometimes people might want to rewind and go, now what was that again, you know, and what was before that, and, you know. Yep, there's a picker item on these uh, apps <laughs> that you can use. There's also a go back 30-second button. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you want to hear me say something, if like, really clever, you can play that over and over <laughs> and over and over again if you want to. <laughs> You're trying to get them to break their phone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and with that note. <laughs> On that note, oh, boy. Okay. Well, thank week. you all so much for your support. We appreciate your comments, your suggestions, your questions, and have a wonderful Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas, have a wonderful one anyway, (laughs) and have a wonderful time however you choose to spend it, and uh, we will see you next week, same time, same place. See ya. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. We're running just a tad late, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week. You all take care. Happy holidays from us both.